0: Hey, this morning I uh, just want to really just speak afresh on what God has just been speaking to me again. um, Just down here last night, I think I walked around this room a hundred odd times praying for you all, and uh, so I'm really believing for God to really touch you today. And uh, one of the things that when I was uh, just coming into the role of this church, uh, I just started to connect with a few pastors, and um, one of the the men of God I draw from, uh, he's quite an amazing guy, and... uh, his name's Dr. A.R. Bernard. He, he pastors one of the largest churches in New York City. And uh, when I went there, I think I'm the only white person in there, so it's pretty... Uh, it's very cool. So he's got people like... Um, he's got Denzel Washington in his church, and uh, so he, he's a mentor to him and a whole bunch of other people. So I thought, well, if you're a mentor to Denzel Washington, well, um, how about you speak into my life as well? <laughs> and uh, So he's a great man. He's got about... 40 something thousand people in the church and just an incredible man of influence and uh, so he's one of the one of my one of the influences that I draw on for um, just just direction and things like just every now and again not not in his pocket or anything like that but one of the things I really felt uh, uh, just as a church because as I was coming into this church uh, coming into the role of senior pastor uh, you know there's a lot of it becomes a lot of pressure on, in terms of direction and what you should do what you shouldn't do you know, there's a lot of churches around there, and they, you know, they some are going in this direction and some are going in that direction. But I felt like God spoke to me this. Um, we talked about the other Sunday, Joe. Uh, For you are a city on a hill, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. What He didn't say was you're a big organization. <laughs> he didn't say you're a big organization. Yet there are some big organization the churches out there. You are a city on a hill, the light of the world, a city that cannot be hidden. And uh, there's two, there was basically th- two things that that I felt God speak to me. One was create an environment for people. Two things. People and environment. Actually, you know, people are, are important. You are valuable. You are incredibly valuable. You know, Jesus didn't give his life for an organization. He gave his life for people. He gave his life for you and I. You know, greater love has no man than, than one that would lay down his life for his friends. So within inside of you, that's uh, all of you. Jesus loves you. you, you, you Mary Proverb Uh, The greatest thing in all the world is the people, the people, the people. There's something about you. There's people what build organizations. It's it's not the organization that's of value. It's the the people within it. And uh, one of the things I really felt God speak to me was, one, it's all about people. Build my people. He spoke to me about feed my sheep, love my sheep, tend to my sheep. Don't worry about the organization size so much, but create an environment that would build people. And um, so one of the things I've really been built, I've just been... Got on my heart right now is just uh, uh, one has been creating the environment, creating an environment for people to grow. Because if you don't have the environment right, people can't grow. <coughs> growth is imp- having the right environment is imper- imperative to growth. So, what and one other thing I'm believing is this is that every one of you would discover the plan and the purpose of God for your life. If you could discover the plan and the purpose of God in your life. If you could discover that and then start to walk in that, wherever your start point is in life. for Some people, they start in various degrees. They come through various tragedies. But wherever your start point is, my prayer is this, that you, one, discover God. Two, discover God's plans and your purposes for your life. My job is to see you. My passion is to see you discover that and to walk that journey out. That's about it. It's a the sum total of what I'm called to do. And uh, so one of the things I really want to talk about this morning is the call of the gift of God upon a person's life. And I was just, just thinking about before was, um, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a saying that's in the Bible, so I'm not going to quote it from the Bible, but it says this, that uh, the glory of God is a man fully alive. Now, I would suggest that the quote goes something like this, that an expression of the glory of God is a man that is fully alive. The expression of the glory of God is somebody who's, one, discovered God. Two, they've discovered God's plans and purpose for their life. They've discovered the gift that God has placed upon their life, within their life, and they're walking in that gift. When you start to discover that intrinsic gift that God has placed in your life, one, you've got to discover God in the first place to do it. <laughs> you've got to discover God. When you discover God, you discover what he's placed inside, who he's created you to be. When you discover that and start to walk in that and start to shape that, your life t- comes to something else. We saw Pastor Mike last week. You can look at his life right now and think, well, wow. but it wasn't always like that. There was a time when he had to discover God and to discover the gifts that God has called him to. The moment he started to discover that, you start to chisel that, you start to shape that. And next thing you know, the man starts to come alive and more alive and more alive. I want to tell you, wherever you are right now, God has got more for you yet. God has got more for you yet. A man fully alive. The glory of God is a man. It also includes woman, by the way. <laughs> How many people got your Bibles with you this morning? Oh, come on, let's create an atmosphere of faith this morning. You got your Bibles with you this morning? In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. When I call to remembrance, this is Paul talking to Timothy. When I call to remembrance the real faith that is in thee, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, I am persuaded that it's in you also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up, stir up the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God within you. Put up by putting on the, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Come on, stir up the gift of God within you. Stir up the gift of God within you. This morning, I want to encourage you to to stir up the gift of God that he has placed within you. We're talking this morning about the gift. When he talks about a gift, he's talking about what's called a grace gift that is different from skills. There is a skill. Skills are something that are learned and can be acquired. The grace gift is something completely different. Grace gift is something completely different. Notice it is, a, it is a grace gift. When the Bible talks about grace, grace is something that you can never buy. You can never buy. You can't earn it. There's nothing that you can do to acquire it. You just, It's just a free gift. Salvation is a gift from God. The grace is just something from God he gives you. Anything you try and move out of that, if you start to move out into um, trying to earn it, you, 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 we com- completely miss the point. Notice it is a grace gift. It is a grace gift. It is not something that is earned or discovered, but a grace gift is something that is discovered. It is not earned, you can't buy it, but you've got to discover it. The day that you start to discover that grace gift, the day you start to discover that there is something in you it's of a divine impartation. I mean, you know, people know what I'm talking about this morning. It becomes part of you. The Bible, Paul said, he said, it's in you. When it's in you, it's not necessarily on you, but it's in you. It's in your fabric. It's in your makeup. It's wired into who you are as a person. It's a grace gift. You can't separate it. One of the things I found is this, that one, the grace gift was one that is discovered and secondly, it's refined. One of the things you'll find, it grows from a level to level. It grows from level to level. In Romans, it says this in the, in the book of Romans, um, uh, in, the, in the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 4, it says, For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So the grace gift, the gift that, of grace that is in upon your life, it's for you. It's in you. It's, it's different to the person next to you. It's different. It's completely different. I mean, there's similarities, but there is a the, the, the gift of grace, the grace gift that is within you. There are similarities to other people, but it's unique to you. God designed you. God knew everything what you would be like, and he put that grace gift inside of your life because he knew it would fit you. And he goes on to say, for we have uh, and being many in one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us use them of prophesying, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. One of the things I love about the, uh, the kids, they start to discover, I don't know if you've all got kids, but you start, when you've got kids, you, they start off and they, they're kind of all over the place, but as they start to get up to, to one or two years old, they start to discover things. You ever notice about a kid, you start to discover unique qualities, you, they start, you, you start to discover things, they start to discover things about themselves. And as their personality develops, you start to see things start to emerge inside of their life. So I love our, uh, our, our Future kid staff. It's like when you go and have a kick around. I had a kick around with the kids the other day, playing soccer with one of the kids out there. And it's, it's so cool. At such a young age, you start to see gifts. You start to see things that are, no one taught them. That's just part of them. God put it in them. God hardwired, it's intrinsically part of who they are. You can't separate it. It's part of them. God put it there. It's a grace gift you can't deserve. You don't deserve it. You can't earn it. And it's just a gift from God that he wires into you. I remember when I was first learning to play the drums. (laughs) You know, you, you you look at somebody that starts to play an instrument. Joe, you're a music teacher. When somebody, uh... do you love Joe? Joe, I just love the gift upon your life, and you just love you. Love the gift upon your life, and. So Joe's a music teacher by, by profession. Some of you all look at Joe right now and you can see, you can feel the, you can feel the anointing man, you can feel the grace as he, doesn't have to say anything, he can just and if we were going to flow into a healing thing I could just say Joe just bring healing and I wouldn't even need to say anything, why? But I could just tap into the grace gift upon his life, so easy, just watch it flow. But of course, Joe didn't always start like that. (laughs) Joe did not always start like that. Joe, you're a music teacher, taught a few people how to play keyboard. How, how, How does it kind of start? First ever song. And of course, when his teacher looks at him, he's kind of like, yeah, that's a good joke, man. Keep going, bro. And of course, your mama starts to look at you and your dad starts to look and say, it's my boy. He's got some gift in there. It's my boy. He's got some gift in there. All right. He starts to develop a little bit more. But of course, what Joe is seeing in his mind is something like this. What are you seeing in your mind, Joe, when you start to... Man, you're seeing yourself like Buck or... yeah. <laughs> see, one of the things you find is when you start to tap into that, when you start to discover the grace gift upon your life. What you see, how you see yourself, you often, most of the time you see yourself way down the track. How many people know what I'm talking about? Man, you might be just, your level might be chopsticks. Yeah. How does chopsticks go? <laughs> your level might just be chopsticks, right? But that's like the grace of God that's proportioned to you. When you try and step outside of that level, it doesn't sound right. You know? People that are trying to move into a dimension of grace that's kind of beyond where they're at. It doesn't doesn't quite have the same synergy. And so one of the things your music teacher will start to do, or your teacher will start to do, God brings people, people you start to yield to and submit to in your life. In your imagination, you see yourself, somebody as a, I don't know, maybe an incredible evangelist. You might see yourself as right next right heart bunkie. You might come up here and see Pastor Mike, the way he prophesies over somebody. You might see him, how the way he preaches. You might see how, how Peter and Sandy start to bring healing and deliverance into people. And you see yourself doing that one day. You see the grace of God that's upon somebody else's life. But we all, don't always see recognize that actually, sometimes there are a couple of levels up. The Bible says having them having gifts according to the measure that God has given you. All of us have a, have a level. And so Joe starts to move up from chopsticks. <laughs> so the teacher starts to say, what I want you to do, I want you to start to do these rhythms, start to do these patterns, start to, start to, start to, start to do chords, start to do something in your life, start to practice, start to give yourself into shaping that gift that is starting to emerge. And Joe will be thinking, oh, I'm just sick of doing this, sick of doing this. How am I going to do, keep doing chopsticks?" The teacher keeps on saying, come on, man, keep going. Keep working on those. Keep working on those. Friends, it's the same. I found the same as a minister. One of the things when I was a, as a young person, I used to watch my dad preach, and I thought, I'd love to be able to preach like that. I want to... There was something inside of me that was like... Come alive whenever I heard my dad preach. I still come alive whenever I hear him preach. Whenever I watch him move in the power of the Holy Spirit, when I see him touch people's lives, when I see him start to move in that grace gift upon his life, when I see that gift in its full maturity flowing, there's something inside of me that goes, that's mine. But i also got to recognize, David, you're not always at that level yet. <laughs> and some of you remember when I first started to preach, it's like, uh, yeah, um. But as you start to give yourself to it, as you start to let somebody allow allow somebody start to speak in and shape your life, as you start to practice, as you start to give your heart to it, as you start to discover that gift and start to refine that gift, it goes from chopsticks to something like, how does it go, Joe? Come on, turn up a bit. Come on. put it together for Joe Thompson, everybody. See, friends, when you recognize the level that you're at, but when you become faithful with the level, the measure of grace that God puts in your life, when you give yourself to it, when you allow yourself to be refined and shaped, the Bible says in Zechariah, despise not the day of small beginnings. Despise not the day of small beginnings. Don't just look at yourself right now. Don't look at the grace gift upon your life and say, well, it's not like other persons. My grace gift is not like Joe's. My my grace gift is not like Pat's. My grace gift is not like Kate's. Despise not the day of small beginnings. But be faithful to the dimension that you're at right now. Give yourself to it shape yourself. Allow yourself to be disciplined. Allow yourself to be shaped and molded. And you will find that over time, that grace gift starts to emerge out of your life. Thanks, Joey. The Bible says that in Proverbs 18, that a man's gift makes room for him. A man's gift makes room for him. One of the things you find is where I've spoken to people and they're frustrated in where their life is at. I often hear people say, I'm waiting for God to open doors. I'm waiting for another door of God to open up, right? The Bible says a man's gift will make room for him. A man's gift will make room for him. One of the things, I, even just talking with dad, he said, look, I have never asked to go and preach anywhere in the world, ever. <laughs> I've never, ever once tried to push open any doors, ever. But yet he's in demand all around the world. A man's gift will make room for him. When you discover that grace gift upon your life, it's different to a skill, but when you discover the gift upon your life and when you start to shape it and you start to mold it and you start to bring it out for God's glory, doors will open up for you. If you're finding yourself in a place of frustration in your life, let me ask you this. What are you doing to discover the gift of God? What are you doing to build the gift of God inside of your life? Because the gift, that grace gift, will open doors. It will create space for you. People find themselves in a place where they're constrained or they're frustrated around their lives. The Bible says a man's gift will make room for him. One of the things I would encourage you to do then is to invest into the gift inside of your life. Discover that grace gift upon your life because if you don't, people find themselves frustrated. You may have a lot of money. You might have had success in other places, but when you discover the grace gift upon your life, And start to walk into maturity in that, you will find that your life will find a whole new, fresh sense of fulfillment. Friends, if you don't discover that upon your life, you'll find yourself, you never quite feel your potential. You never quite get to, your life still remains in a place of emptiness. There is a gift that God has placed within your life, it's intrinsically part of it. The Bible says this that. Uh, it was a gift that was wired into him. You can see it went from generation to generation. It can be imparted into you. You can receive an impartation of a gift upon a person's life, upon a grace gift upon a person's life. The Bible says that the gifts and the call are without repentance, the Bible says. They're in principally part. in Romans chapter 11, verse 9, 29. The, the gifts and the calling, the Bible says, are irrevocable. They are irrevocable. There are some things, the gift of providence can be revoked upon your life. There are some things, uh, like his health and strength and riches and honor. I've seen people, they can walk in those in one day and then they're out of it the next. The gift of the grace gift upon your life, it's different to the gift of providence. It's different to the gift of providence. You'll find that when you develop your grace gift, providence will come anyway. (laughs) You won't have to ask for it. It will come. Why? Because the Bible says that as a man's gift, as you grow your gift, it will make room for you and bring you before kings. It will bring you in a place of favor. It will open up the dimension, the limitation around your life. It will open you up. It will bring your life into a new dimension of influence. When you discover that, and when you walk into it, and when you refine it, friends, the grace gift is like a vein of gold. The grace gift is like a grain of gold. You, you see some of these guys, they are, are on the TV, they, 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 they spent everything that they have, they put everything on the line. Why? Because they're after that gold. They know once they discover that one vein of gold, once they discover, oh, I found gold, I'm going to start to dig a little bit more. They're going to start to dig a little bit more. What they're looking for is that that, that, that that vein. When they discover that vein, then the gold comes from there, and then it's refined. There's a lot of work and a lot of effort to do it. But you know when it's like God gives us a gold field. God gives every one of us a gold field. You don't can't earn it. We didn't deserve it. God's not going to change his mind over it. The gifts and the calling, they're irrevocable. He gave them to you. Why? One, because He loves you deeply. Regardless of where your background is from, regardless of anything, whatever you've done, what you haven't done, God just loves you intrinsically. Because He loves you intrinsically, He's put something of Him inside of you. He did it to, uh, like when He created man, He did one thing that He didn't do to anything else of creation was he breathed life into him. So when you, as a person, you carry the breath of God within you, he, he, he breathed a grace gift into your life. The day you discover that, the day that you start to walk in that, is the day that you'll start to find a whole sense of fulfillment in your life. He designed it because he loves you. Two, he wants to express a part of him through you in this dimension. When you discover that grace gift upon your life, when you discover who you are and what God has called you to be, when you do that, what you do is you bring a dimension of heaven and bring it into the earth. I love when, I love watching people who, who discover their calling, they discover who the, that grace gift upon their life and they've, they've spent time they've, to pray, they've spent time to, to nurture it, they've spent time to chisel it and to forge it and to discover it and to develop it and to refine it. So people one day will look at it and think, oh, that is fantastic. But what they don't always see is the, the hard work and the, and, the, and, and the refining process that goes on behind the scenes. They don't always see the chops. They don't always see the practice. They don't see the hardship. What they see is they see a, a somebody operating in a, free, in, a, in a greater dimension of grace than they are, and they think they can go from here to here without anything in between. But when you find that you walk through that fire, when you walk through that process, friends, that was one of the first temptations that, that the devil gave, uh, God, devil gave Jesus. If you are the son of God, you can skip all this hardship. You can skip all that and move straight to being the king of the world. Friends, that is one of the temptations. Don't fall into that temptation. So one of the things you, we can see in the scripture, one, it, it, it's something that can be wired into us. Two, it can something that, it can, that can be released upon a person prophetically. Prophetic impartation, when you can receive a fresh grace into your life. You can receive it into your life. You can receive it. It becomes part of who you are. Discovering it. When you discover it, it brings about a great and incredible sense of purpose around your life. See, God puts it in there. He puts it in there that you would bring something of him and manifest it into the earth. It's not going to be the same as anyone else. There'll be similarities, but it's unique to you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Why? Because he's good. (laughs) Because he is good. I'm so grateful for the, the people of God that have spoken into me and believed in me. Saw something that was special that what I had in my heart. I'm so grateful when That that the Lord, He used me to be able to bring and and Kate to come together and to bring a revival into into the Middle East. Sure, it was setting up a TV station, but I believe it was something that God saw in me that only I could do the good, bad, and the ugly. And He said, That's good. (laughs) Put me into that environment. and, and, And you look, you can see what God has been able to do when you discover it. So, one of the things, if it can be imparted, By the prophetic. The prophetic can also cause it to resonate. It's one of the reasons why we prophesy. The prophetic can cause the gift of God to within you to resonate. What I mean by resonate is when you hit a drum, bang, you hit one skin, it causes the other skin to go. The prophetic causes what's in you to come alive. When Samuel was just a little boy, when Samuel was just a, Uh, he was a prophet in the making. No one knew that one day this man of God will come in when he walked into a village. The Bible says that they they asked Samuel when he came in, have you come here to destroy us? Everyone was afraid when the prophet of God walked into a town. (laughs) But friends, it didn't start that way. It started with Samuel lying in his bed one day with Eli in the other room. And he hears a still small voice, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. 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 When he heard the voice, when he heard the prophetic voice of God, something inside of him stood up and responded. Samuel got out of bed once. Went to bed. Have you calling me? No, 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 I'm not. Gets up again. Samuel, are, are, are you calling me, Eli? No, I'm not. Go back to bed. Third time. Are you calling me? Gets out of bed again. Friends, one of the things you'll find is this, that the prophetic when God speaks either directly to you or through a person, there will be something inside of you that wants to get up and respond. Something inside of you will respond. When Jeremiah was just a prophet, before the Bible says he was a prophet to the nations, he was in his womb. And when the prophetic word was spoken, something inside leaped. Why? Because when you... When you move in the prophetic, when you bring the voice of God into a person, when you create an atmosphere of the prophetic, what it does, it causes people inside, that causes that grace gift to jump up and come alive. That is, my friends, why we create a spirit of worship. That is why we move in the prophetic. That is why we do what we do. That is why when we come, we, we give expressive praise. Why? Because I know that God wants to speak and God wants to move through you. Can I just have the music team up? We're just running a bit late right now. But I want to encourage you today. Prophecy speaks to what's already inside of you. Prophecy speaks to the gift of God inside you. It creates a resonance inside of you. When something goes bang here, something inside of you jumps up and says, I'm responding to this. Sometimes you don't even know what you're responding to. But what you do know that there is something inside of you is shifting. When you start to respond to that, my goodness, the glory of God will start to move upon your life afresh. As you continually start to move, as you start to respond to him, his presence will come strongly upon your life. I'm going to start to pray for some people right now.